First off, it's been a while since we released a new episode of Trans Canada, and that's on me. Things happen and, you know, life, uh, finds a way. And if you're asking yourself, is he talking about his own life, or is he just looking for an excuse to quote Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park? The answer is both. Both things. But we're back. In this episode, I caught up with gem of a human, Chris Cresswell of the Flatliners. Yeah. Yeah, we're rolling with it. We're rolling with it. Fucking cool, man. Well, I just won't laugh at anything. I mean... That's so hard for me. It's pretty hard. I live to laugh. You're a good laugher. Thank you. You know what I mean? Like, and uh, I would feel like none of, like, my jokes or little quips would land. Oh, my God. And you'd just be like... I'd say something funny, you'd be like... Just stone-faced. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's fucking get into it. Let's see how weird it can get. That's it. That's it. Chris, how's it going, man? I already laughed. I'm I'm good, man. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. Excellent. Uh, Sitting here in my... In my... Basement fortress. That's Why what I do feel you do like that to yourself? Why do you say basement? Fortress? Okay, just you know, say, just say fortress. My fortress. Listen, my, you can say whatever. You my want. half. I didn't mean to... My half basement fortress. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, we'll be in the middle on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. Yeah, um, it's great to be here. Thank you. Um, a severed hand on the wall. That's true. That's not a joke. That's for real. Um, yeah, I wore it for a while. People started to get really annoyed because I bought it way after. Uh, like Halloween. Oh yeah. I just wore oh, it. That's that, cheap. That was funny. It's cheap then. I feel like I don't Halloween. I don't get it. I'm like, that's my thing. It's what I'm doing. Is that real? You just hung out with like <laughs> with it around like what do you yeah. mean? Like as a hand? Like, like I was like, I'll go was or like, in your sleep. I brought it to work one time. <laughs> uh you work at a bar and just like put it there and I thought it'd be funny. You go to open like a fucking bottle of beer or something that just a fake hand falls out. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Oh god, that remind me that I'm just going I'm going a bit off track here. Um Welcome to talking to me. Yeah, perfect. Fantastic. Yeah. So um I was hanging out at the bovine mm-hmm. and um You're also wearing a bovine t shirt right now. Yeah, 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 I know, yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna edit all this. You know they don't, right, right, they right. don't deserve this. No, no, they deserve it all. But someone found a um like a fisting a fisting dildo. Oh wow. Like like a, like a dildo, but it was like a, a little hand. Okay. And, was uh, it shaped and like yeah it was like sh- it was like like I have big older, hands I should say to be a hand to look like a hand yeah it was kind of like Excellent. forward a bit but it was smaller <laughs> like a like a child's hand oh no it was, it was a child's arm essentially oh my god and uh, we cleaned it <laughs> and just because you don't know you know anything absolutely about that. yeah and uh, wow. for a while I was just greeting people and I just stuffed it up my my coat yeah yeah, yeah. and I'd be like so man and like be like whatever and I'd go in for the you know, oh, the, the wild the disc, hand. and I'd have the hand, just kind of this. And they get this, like, little rubber knob. And people are like, oh, crazy. what the fuck? Uh, Dab- dabbing people doing oh, this, time. and yeah, it just yeah. kind of crumbles, like it bends. <laughs> You're like the guy from uh, Scary Movie, where you yeah. asked him to take take my strong hand. That guy. Yeah. Chris Elliott. Chris Elliott, thank you. Yeah, I, I only know that because name. I watched a YouTube thing. I'm like, what happened to Chris Elliott? Oh, he's on, um, he's on, uh... A CBC show now. He's on Shit's Creek. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should watch that yeah. show. I've never seen it to be honest. Yeah, uh, but I know he's on. I've seen him like okay. in like some some fucking trailers. And shit. Yeah. Is it a trailer? If it's TV. Yeah. Sure. Beauty. Sure. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if it's just a commercial. I don't know. I think so. That was <laughs> still a trailer. Yeah. Wait. Hang on. Let's put this on pause. We yeah. have some fucking shit to figure out here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, listen. Maybe. Thanks for having me in your half basement fortress. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Um... Let's take a journey back. Let's take a trip back. I imagine you're 14, 15, hailing from the exotic lands of where are you from? Richmond Hill, Ontario. Wow. I've been there. <laughs> Have you really? Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. Just rolled right through it. Probably. Yeah. 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 I'm like, oh, I'm like, it's like, where are you? It's like Richmond Hill. I was like, oh, this is Richmond Hill. Great. We're gone already. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you are playing in a 
punk bands, I presume, or not at all? Are you like, are you like a only one band kind of guy? I am still in my high school band. No way. Yeah, this is still my high school band. Um, and it there's a lot of there's a lot of moments that still really feel like I'm in my high school band. <laughs> <laughs> that I mean, good and bad. Um, more good than bad. Mm-hmm. It's pretty wild to think that I've still. That I sorry that I am still uh, playing music with the same four guys, but yeah, you're right. I was 14 when we started the band. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Scott and John and Paul were all were all born in '87, so oh. we were all kids when we started grade yeah. nine. Um, yeah, like that's kind of just. I mean, there's a lot more before that. I think that led up to us becoming a band, but that's when we started. Oh wow, <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. young, young, yeah. And now we're all 30 years old. I think Paul was already 15. I got a late birthday. Okay, so. Paul was already 15, so we've been in this band for half our lives now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, you do have, like, we're a day apart. I that's learned, right. I yeah, learned yeah, that's right. In November. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so do you have, like, I like to think of old guitars that people have, like their yeah. first shitty guitar. Oh, fuck. I still have one in pieces. Well, oh, yeah? Yeah, What yeah. was it? Uh, it was an Ibanez Geo. I never know if it was a Geo or a G10. Okay. There was a little, like, asterisk-looking thing over the, the, the I, to me, the I-looking character between mm-hmm. the G and the O. Someone told me it was a G10. I don't know anything about guitars. Yeah. I mean, in recent years, maybe I've learned more. But it was that. And I took it apart to try to fix it up and sand it down. And it was covered with stickers. And I took them all off. And it's been it's been in pieces since 2011. Maybe 2010. You just have it boxed up? Yeah. It's, like, just, it's actually now it's been in my apartment out in the open for about a year as a constant reminder finish this you did this to yourself you know like it's pretty classic yeah, shit though yeah. i think everyone like, has at least one of those things in their life they're like i'm gonna do that one day oh well, you for know, sure a very it's physical like, incarnation of that you know it, that, it, yeah it's yeah. like it's like you should this, you should throw this out it's like no no i'm gonna no, use that as I'm a gonna, reminder i'm gonna get to that one day. i might not ever actually fix it i might just use it as a reminder to me you know for me to be on top of my shit to like finish the things i start sure. maybe never that Particular thing, but sure. everything else. That'll be the catalyst. That, that'll be the motivator. Exactly. And then you when I'm fucking up. like 95 years old, I'll finish it. You know, <laughs> yeah, I'll just do it a little bit every year. You know, <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. One screw turn, and then I fucking die that's when that screw is turned. That final screw. <laughs> like, well, well, I'm coming home, Lord. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. But yeah, that's my old. That's my first shitty guitar. That's amazing. Mine, I threw my brother on top of. <laughs> I was just thinking about this the other day. Uh, he like pissed me off. It was an Aerial Pro Two or something, something like that. Okay. And I put stickers on it, like on like the fretboards, because I was into Smashing Pumpkins big at the time. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's pretty embarrassing to look back at now. It's pretty great. Well, I mean, what the, being a Smashing Pumpkins fan? Well, just how I tried to emulate that. Oh, I see. What on my guitar, yeah, 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 like right, I should right, just right. let it be whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I got mad and uh, I chased him into my room and I like I threw him onto the bed yeah. and he broke the he like broke the guitar right in half oh. the neck. You broke that guitar yourself with your brother's body. So technically, <laughs> yeah, but he got in so much trouble for it. Oh hell! Oh yeah, yeah. like I threw him under the bus. The victor, but, although you lost something, you gained the uh, yeah. yeah some alpha status, maybe. Maybe for I don't. I don't maybe he's never gotten over it. I don't know. <laughs> he's so old to grudge. Yeah, yeah, that's a I'm grudge. like, mom, look what yeah. he did. I'm like, why didn't do they throw me? Oh fuck. You play in a band called the Flatliners. We should bring that up too. Oh, that's right. That's the band. That's my high school band. Yeah, yeah you're, I started your little, your little high school nine. band. Yeah, the Flatliners. Anything. Yeah, and you guys have been going for like ten plus years. Uh, fifteen years. Fifteen, 15 years. years last year. Yeah. Oh, wow. Did you guys yeah. do a thing for it or? No, we actually on the day we know like that we we know the date of our first show ever, which was September fourteenth, two thousand two, mm-hmm. uh, in Newmarket, Ontario, and 
we didn't do anything this year or this past year on September 14th hmm. at all. Uh, we didn't even see each other. Uh, <laughs> but the reason being is that we, at that point, were so back and forth on the road that we were enjoying, I think, what was like three days at home? Okay. We left the next day. Oh, so really? We went to Chicago and did Riot Fest that weekend, which was a great way to like celebrate. Sure. I mean, it's a great way to celebrate, even if you have nothing really celebrating you know? yeah. it's a fun festival yeah but, yeah no, but uh yeah. and it was a really good show and it was um chicago's always been a city um that's been really good to us but on the, on the day we didn't do anything it was it we, we all talked about it later and we all felt accomplished we all felt really yeah. happy with what we've done and all this stuff and and uh but it was kind of it was kind of nice to just not have a big thing about it you know and just to enjoy it because there's so much goes into Go, uh, you know, making a big thing about it. Mm-hmm. You know, like you don't really get to stop and enjoy it if you're sure. doing. If we did a show, or if we threw a party, or you know, whatever. It's something, yeah, something. Like, something to that and you guys are probably like right in the thick of, you know, touring. I'm sure. Oh, man, yeah. in or out. Like you guys have yeah. been going nonstop for a while now. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Been home for a little while now, though. Yeah, it feels, it feels good and weird, but it always feels good and weird. You I know? guess so. Yeah, there's no moving ground under your feet, and after two weeks. Of being home and enjoying being home, mm-hmm. you think, I could fucking, I could do all that again for sure. And then you do a few shows, and you're like, oh, I still need some time at home. <laughs> <laughs> just because, just because your body isn't in that groove of yeah. performing and moving around city to city so quickly, it's like such a rapid pace that everything can move at on the road that sometimes you think that you want it when you've only been home for a little short amount of time and think like, no man, take just take the time, just, yeah, hang out, yeah. be like a real person outside yeah. of this too. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's fun. Um, I saw you. Thanks for the show the other day. Not like it was for me or anything, but uh, <laughs> like thank you, Bruce. But the show. No one else about. was in the room to me. You're the first in the back. Through you, brother. I'm like, thanks, man. Thanks. But uh, the hot water show. That was a hell of a fun time. It was super fun. Hell of a fun lineup and so great watching you be Chris from Hot Water Music. That was. Weird. So it's there's there's no other way I can explain it other mm-hmm. than it's weird, mm-hmm. in a good way. I don't mean that. I, there's such a negative connotation to that word. It's surreal. That's a better way to put it. Yeah. Okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I I think. Were you like? Was there any guidance of like? Yeah. Just like, be you, or is it just like, <laughs> but try and be like, try and sing a bit like, Chris, or is it just um, like you fit it kind of naturally? I don't know. I think it's the whole thing has been pretty natural. Um, this could use some explaining. Chris Cresswell recently filled in for Chris Woolard of Hot Water Music for a few shows. I mean, it all came about because, you know, uh, you know, uh, Wallard, I mean, before any of it, Wallard is such, such a huge influence to me as a songwriter, as a guitar player, as a singer, yeah, has been for years. Sure. I mean, Hot Water Music are one of my favorite bands. And recently he's, uh, he's just not able to travel as much and tour with the band and stuff and mm. everything's fine. He's just, you know, he's taken, he's taken some time, you know what I mean? Like what we were just talking about, like he's mm-hmm. taken the time and I think that's good. Um, all this kind of, with me being involved, came up kind of last minute at, uh, at the fest in Gainesville last October mm-hmm. and I never anticipated doing anything more than playing that show and kind of just filling in you know mm-hmm. um, and now it's become a thing where this is not a forever thing this is something that I'm you know what I mean like I I'm very much looking forward to the day where I can see Chris Wallard ripping it on stage yeah with hot water music because I mean you know it's all of those four guys there's such an incredibly strong dynamic between those guys as a band 
and through their records and their history and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, to be honest, I don't know if it sounds um, cool or lame or fucking whatever, but it's, I'm really happy that I can, um, not only that I can help this band I love, you know, mm-hmm. who were in a pinch, but also, I mean, like, this is fucking cool for me. I'm a fan, you know? Yeah, I was, mean, this is, <laughs> let's be real for a second. Like, this is, this is insane to me. I, yeah, I was, I was freaking out a little <laughs> yeah. bit, like, through you. Yeah. Watching, like, so, holy fuck. So, all that to That's, say. Especially when, like, when, like, you play something, like, near the end, the classic jams yeah. came up. <laughs> yeah. No. Way. I mean, it's, it's, it's wild. And, I mean, they've all been so great uh, about everything. And mm-hmm. all this to say that, you know, I think that it was a natural thing of me being involved. I was just kind of there, and it happened, to be mm-hmm. honest. But... Um, as far as like going going forward and like doing a couple more shows after that point, it was no one. There was never a conversation like try to like you said like try to sing more like like him or play this. Like there's, I'm just kind of up there doing my thing, but also mm. really you know out of respect for the situation, like sure trying very hard to do my best. Yeah, and, and, it, and it, <laughs> very, it very much yeah. sounded like you not like you're trying to emulate someone else. Right, I, I I appreciate that. I mean, it's but honestly, like they've been a one of my favorite bands for so long that I can yeah. I can trace back inspiration of certain songs of ours and I'm like yeah that's a yeah that comes from my love for hot water music you know what I mean so yeah. I think that him uh, you know Wallard and 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 Chuck Reagan and Jason and, and George mm-hmm. all those guys are pretty ingrained in my musical vocabulary mm-hmm. uh, just from listening to that band for years and years yeah you know so it's that's why it's so surreal though yeah yeah but okay. it's it's been really great and to do double duty at that show was that was a trip dude i yeah, was up on stage for longer than i ever have been in my life <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah but it was super fun it was yeah. super, super fun that was a while they'll look over and like, see chuck dude and they're like what it's it's what you, what? You, I, you don't get used to it you yeah know? yeah uh, and, but that's the point i think that's the point with a lot of these things is try not to get used to it mm-hmm. you know because i think the moment you do it's hard it's easy it's much easier said than done it's hard to mm-hmm. you know avoid it but uh that's the point with music, I think, in general, is if you if you get comfortable with it, then something's lost in there. You kind of lose a little bit of the magic if you get comfortable. That's the point, I think. You know what I mean? Is is like you're supposed to, you know, everyone picks up a guitar or whatever instrument it is mm-hmm. uh, to feel something they didn't feel before. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'll write the songs that I want to hear. You know, it's not that I'm not hearing the songs I want to hear already by all these like you know millions of incredible artists already, but but there's still that's that's something missing, you know, and that's mm-hmm. I think why a lot of people write music, and that's why once you write in the same, I mean, with me like being in this band for 15 years now, mm-hmm. we like me and and the guys have gone through a lot of um, you know shifts and mutations and stuff stylistically, some more drastic than others, but it's always changing. Sure, it has been since day one, you know. Because uh, you as a person fundamentally changes, you know, you change every day. Sure. Uh, and when you can attach some kind of art form to that, it's, I think, just a lot more magnified. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there's a reason why I think if you put on any two of our albums, especially if you were to do, like, the first one and the newest one, that's it's night and day, like, different. It's, pol- it's, it's polarized. Like di- yeah, like, yeah, exactly. It's it's like it seems like a different band, but it's all the exact same people. Well, that kind of brings us up to the newest record, which is kind of... I don't want to say like a standalone, but it's definitely a, a big shift. There's a shift in, in, in yeah. the sound, whatever. Yeah. And I, I really, what was that one? There's a change up. I love change up jams on records now. <laughs> like, yeah, like you're that like wicked ripping heavy. Right, right. I'm like, yeah, but what's that like slow? Oh, like, yeah. Like pretty like jam. Oh, there's a song near the end called Chameleon Skin that's no, just it's like. It was before then. Anyway, um, I should have done my homework. But it has like, right. it has like a little like. <laughs> oh, has this nice little swing and then just drops. Yeah, that's unconditional love. 
yeah, let's let's play this now. Um, Unconditional Love by the Flatliners. I mean, I, I 
don't know how it happened. I know how it, I was there for when it happened, but I just mean like it was so gradual, the mm-hmm. shift, you know? And it was exciting though when we finally, this sounds so dumb to admit, but it was when we were kind of wrapping up the record mm-hmm. and we went back to another record of ours because we had like a show coming up and we we're like, oh, we should play that song. We haven't played that song in a while. And it was long enough that none of us like, you know, felt confident just going in blind to it. We're like, I'm going to listen to that song. Like, and then it was on like on, on, a, on a previous record. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and it was only then we were like, oh, oh, shit, right. Oh, yeah, okay, that's, that's what we sounded like then. That is not what we sound like now. <laughs> yeah. you know? And it was honestly, it sounds so like so, such a bonehead kind of thing to admit, but I think it's just because you're part of the entire process. It's so gradual sure. that it's, it's just it feels right. It doesn't, it, if, if, if you feel good, then it's, then it's working, yeah. you know? But that would be so great too when you like accrued such like a difference like styles of music. Well, within a certain vein, but mm-hmm. then to create like a, a show and a performance of like some you know what I mean? You have like a lot to pick oh, from different styles. Yeah, like, oh, no, this is fine. You can man. create like such a more like a, a broader picture. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and that's is... that's been pretty fun. I remember we did some touring a few years ago with like some heavier bands, you know, and we could if we wanted to, we could do that. We could like be like, oh, we could just fucking play all our heavy songs tonight. Mm-hmm. And then we could, you know, if we were playing with, uh, I don't know, if, if there was like, if it was more like a rock tour or if there was uh, a, like a buddy opening up acoustic for the show or something like that, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can, yeah, yeah, you can shift it. You can change what you're doing with your show sure. to like kind of, um, it's not to satisfy people in the crowd, although that is what you do. You want to play I mean, the show. A little it's, bit, it's, too. It's, like it's not is... to, um, that's the wrong way I think to put it. It's, it's, it's not to appease people. Mm-hmm. It is to satisfy. Sorry, mm-hmm. I had that backwards. Like, I think it's, you know, it, it's doing what makes sense because it's not like you're covering a bunch of songs. It's not like we're covering a bunch of, like, propaganda songs we can't play properly when mm-hmm. we're on tour with a heavy band or, like, a fast punk band. I would watch that. <laughs> yeah, we would fucking blow it. Love it. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, like, it's not like us, like, covering songs just to, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, for people to know like we're also a heavy band it's just it's still our music yeah you know? right. so it's cool that we can like if necessary kind of tap in to these different corners and pockets and, and stuff. you can kind of lean one side it's great the other yeah it's great but to be honest with you that doesn't typically happen much anymore and we just kind of play a nice mix of everything and that's the other thing yeah. to have those corners and those pockets within your show yeah you know? so it's this really uh i mean this sounds a little arrogant i don't mean it that way really but it's like it can be this vastly you know, uh, laid out kind of landscape. Yeah, of music. You know? I thought you were going to go with peaks and valleys. Right. I mean, it could, but yeah, well, yeah. The, I mean, yeah, that's, it, that that's song that you were talking about, off inviting light, is like that's what that song is. Mm-hmm. Big peaks, big valleys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's true. And then with your show too, then you end up with like some rippers. It's really nice. <laughs> yeah, because you, know, you got to fucking kick it up a notch near the end. I mean, what, what are you <laughs> doing? <man? laughs> you got to hit it and quit it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> man, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> fucking rip it, tip it, sip it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Carry the banner of your podcast. Yeah. Let's talk about that. I'd love let's, to. Let's talk about what's going on with that. You, you're crushing it on episodes. I'm, um, I don't know if I'm well, exactly uh, crushing it. There may, may, you and far between. May, may, but, <laughs> I mean, um, maybe I'm just relating it to me because I've fallen off for the past Okay, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Tell me about that. What's it about? I mean, a few years ago, I really started to fall in love with podcasts. And some of the first ones were, I mean, the first one, honestly, really was uh, Taggart and Torrance. It was, it's, and we were talking about this just before when I got here, like, yeah. it's, it was knowing, uh, you know, being a fan of Our Lady Peace and then being a fan of, of Jonathan Torrance as an actor, like J-Rock, and I watched Jonathan Vision when I was a kid, Street Sense and all this stuff, you know, mm-hmm. just being aware of these guys, 
um, in such different entities, you know, in mm-hmm. such different uh, fields or whatever, but also at both entertainers. Mm-hmm. And then seeing them come together and like just have this incredible chemistry and just, uh, there's, there's, now as a fan, I feel like there's a loose, it's still loose, but there's like, there is kind of like a, like a guideline for each episode. Like they're moving along like a show and it's great. The, the, sure. the, the first while, they still moved it along like a show and it was always great, mm-hmm. but it was, I feel like it was pretty like, just kind of like off the top of their heads. Like they're just kind of spitballing stuff. And they're, you they're, never... and they're, they're funny enough too. They're just like, uh, make things up on the fly well, that's the that, that landed that's why it was so and then they're good. talking about it, like oh yeah. this is good let's yeah. we should do this yeah. again and i mean it's yeah there seems to be a little more structure now and i, I definitely think that's incredible um but even before when they were just i feel like kind of mm-hmm. kind of uh like roughing it or whatever it was it was just as funny you know and it's yeah. so that was something really cool to me and this was after like fucking cereal broke and all this shit like you know, my girlfriend listens to a lot of uh, like true crime podcasts and stuff. Yeah. So I always kind of like hear, yeah. heard them from, yeah. you know, yeah. like out, just out of earshot or whatever. But Serial was like a big deal. I heard about it so much. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wow, I fucking, I think I kind of missed the boat now. And not that I did. I could go back now and listen to it. But they're still there. Yeah. You know, but it was just a lot more people in my life were talking about podcasts as a good way to kill time. Good mm-hmm. thing on commutes. Really good for a lot of time in a van driving oh. around all the oh. time. <laughs> I, see, I see where this is right. going. Okay. So, yeah, t- uh, and Tagger and Torch was perfect because I've always just loved that kind of comedy, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and then another one I really got into was um, You Made It Weird with Pete Holmes. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, not only uh, is he a comedian, but he's also an extremely like, intelligent, insightful guy and like spiritual. And I'm not a, like, I'm not a religious person. But as I grow older, I realize that there are other things in this world you can be spiritual about. You know mm. what I mean? And just just as how how you treat people really, and how okay. and like what makes you feel good, and all these kinds of things, being a good person. But it doesn't come from a place of me going somewhere every week to you know sing a song and right. read from a book and all that stuff. I have other ways of getting this out of my system. Tapping like, into that. Like singing a bunch of songs every night of my life. Sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyways, um, he has really great guests, a lot of comedians, mm-hmm. extremely insightful people. Uh, that was one of the first, actually sorry, that was the first like really long form podcast I really got into because his episodes are between an hour and a half and two and a half, three hours sometimes. That's a commitment. It's incredible though. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it, it really is. You know, you can you can listen to it in chunks and it's it just, yeah. it's it's great. Um, and then finally, the third podcast that really kind of sealed the deal, these are all like the, the trifecta of like the ones who really inspired me to like want to do it myself. Mm-hmm. The third one is a podcast called The Nine Club. It's like pro skaters. Oh, okay. So I grew up skateboarding, but I haven't skated in years because like out of fear basically of hurting myself because I'm very fucking clumsy. I just look at mine. I look at <laughs> yeah. it. I'm like, one day, yeah, dude, man. one day we'll I'm, be re- yeah. reunited. And then I, I look at my side. I'm like, there's no way, man. I bought an Alien Workshop deck in like 2009. I still have it to this day. Same deal. I just look at it like, nah, dude, like, no way. <laughs> but I bought it like just before I kind of like tapered off skating, you know? Because okay. we just were playing more shows and there was a couple times where I would st- I was still skating and I'd, you know, fall and hurt myself and, you know, then like my wrist would tighten up and it was harder to play guitar and all this stuff. And I started thinking like, man, I should probably choose one you don't have to but i think a lot of people feel the need to and i was one of those people i was like i'm a fucking klutz i'm just gonna hurt myself and it's gonna like i I got off lucky so far yeah you know and it hurts more and more yeah Yeah, but all along i followed that world and it's incredible i mean you know uh so that podcast 
the Nine Club with Chris Roberts is really cool because it's just like all these like fucking you know famous or not so famous like skaters who all have pretty crazy stories and mm-hmm. that was the point everyone had this story and I was like shit man like I want to do that with my friends I want to have I, I've o- over the years gotten to meet so many great people mm-hmm. that uh, maybe a lot of people know maybe not so many people know mm-hmm. but there's friends in my life who I always enjoy talking to you know mm-hmm. and if through me and a friend or some friends sitting down and talking and having a good time because there's so much downtime on the road anyways why not yeah you're already talking anyways you know yeah yeah um you know i thought maybe we can kind of pull a curtain back for folks who aren't uh in a band or Mm -hmm. don't have someone in their in like you know immediate circle of friends who who has this life because it's pretty strange and you you're away a lot and you miss a lot of shit and of like you know from the real world you know in your friends and family's lives mm-hmm. stuff like that um, and I just started to think that I wanted to try at least yeah you know so there was this moment where I'd, I'd done a bunch of like chatting with friends about the idea and then I just kind of like I just kind of went for it knowing that this these podcasts already exist like this isn't like the first of its kind obviously sure but it was it was like it was a new, I don't know, man. It was just a new kind of way for me to make sense of all the craziness that, like, touring brings. You sure. know what I mean? Like, I want to share those people's stories, and I also want to learn more about myself as I learn from others, yeah. about them. That's you know? a big part of it. And that was, yeah. So, um, all it, it's, it's been incredible. I also, I apparently just hate f- uh, free time. Because I just fucking like, <laughs> I just have so many, oh, well, I got a lot of shit going on now, but it's good. I mean, yeah. I like that. Um, yeah. I saw that, uh, is Peter involved in this? Peter so, of Yeah, Peter Van Helvoort uh, from Teenage Kicks and, and uh, I mean, a bunch of great bands over the years. Yeah. He, uh, he helps me. What's he doing me. now? Sorry. Oh, he's, 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 he's doing his like solo thing. Oh, yeah? It's great. Okay, he's I'm look into, yeah, I appreciate yeah. the hell of that guy. Oh, he's incredible. He's incredible. He also is one of the producers of Inviting Light. That's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Him and I, well. in the last few years, have become very close, and he's very, very big inspiration in my life. Yeah, uh, as a songwriter, as a person, just as a creative, and he's just he's, so intelligent, and he's so intelligent. It's oh so uh, mild mannered. Oh, he's um, yeah, he's like the, the he's like he's like the perfect <laughs> the perfect person. How I, <laughs> how, how actually I met him, I met him and I worked with him uh, before, mm-hmm. but I didn't. Know, I just thought he was Peter, this nice soft spoken sure. sound guy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then I got into that. Their big record, Teenage Kick, two years ago, a couple years ago. Spoils of Youth. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like spinning this every day. It's fucking it's, perfect. It's a perfect record. It's a perfect record. And then it was like a, a mutual friend of ours, Ty Swar. Yeah. We were working, and I was talking about this record, and he's like, you know, that's Peter's band. <laughs> it points like Peter. Yeah. Over I'm like, no. What? <laughs> yeah. And, I, and, oh. since, and since that, that dynamic has changed, and now I'm like, for hey, sure, hey, quick, yeah. Like, hey, uh, yeah, you're a little, maybe a little yeah, bashful, little, 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 around little fan little boy. Yeah. yeah, like it's so great. Well, T. Suar is a huge Teenage Kicks fan too, mm-hmm. and I mean, and there's just something about. I've talked to Tyler about this countless times. There's something about when Pete's voice and his brother Jeff's voice link up in that band. Mm-hmm. It's like nothing I've ever heard before, and I, man, I, th- that record, Explosive Youth, is like still. Like a record I put on at least a few times a week. Yeah, like, it's, it's still. It's I, there still was a point where I was listening to it every single day at least once. I know for probably close to a year, um, yeah. and I would never tell this to Peter. <laughs> 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 I mean, I, actually, I might. But yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's so he's the, he's he's just he's this incredible guy who uh, is so talented, and on, for honestly, his 
his his involvement with the podcast. He's just kind of like I send him uh, the <laughs> the fucking file I make in GarageBand, mm-hmm. which is an intro that I do on my voice recorder on my iPhone. Okay. And then I do the interview on my iPhone voice recorder as well. Okay. And then I just like cut in like songs. And it's pretty punk. It's like yeah. the whole thing is super lo-fi. Yeah. And then I give it to him. I'm like, hey, can you make this sound good? <laughs> Please? <laughs> and that's what he does. <laughs> yeah. it, it doesn't usually take him that long. I always get the notification like email, like Peter has downloaded your file. And then, dude, it's like fucking an hour later I have it. So sure. he's a whiz, man. Yeah. He's like, he's so one of those guys sure. that everything he does... He just does it so well. Well, you, you know? spent time with him recently, and maybe you can speak to this. Why no more Teenage Kicks records or any more rock records? I don't and, know. I mean, okay. I don't want to speak on, on behalf yeah, you of the band. I guess. So. But it's. I think. I think it was. It was just time for them to do other stuff. Sure. You know, I guess. Uh, See, I, but dis- I disagree because I want more of them. Well, I, 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 I do too. I mean, fundamentally speaking, like I would love for them to just be a band forever. But you know, I, 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 uh, I, I know that you know, there's always going to be some version of. Of uh, a Van Helvoort musical entity out right. there, because yeah. he's you know him and his brother Jeff. And those brother, guys yeah, the, just can't. What's his brother's name? Stop. Secret Satanists. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and they're just guys that can't stop. They don't want to. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it might evolve into something else. It might completely change into a new project. But this, I think these are always going to be people that you see creating in some way. Because mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of people out there. Like you just you, you feel. You feel like something's so wrong when you're not working through uh, something creative, you know? Sure. Yeah. It just feels like like when that rolling ground under your feet from like the road is gone. Yeah. And you're like at home, um, which is again, it is very enjoyable, but it's this thing that you just feel where you're like something's something's wrong, and it's just it comes from years and years of life being a certain way, mm-hmm. you know, and then when it stops and you have let's say you have a week to stop and think and not do anything. That week for a lot of creative uh, people could be torturous. It could be like sure. you think like you're you're crashing and burning. You know what I mean? It's not. You're just <laughs> hanging out at home. I mean, <laughs> that's in my, in my example. I have times like that all the time. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I still do. I am. Um, I have to tell myself to sit down sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I'll be like doing things. I'm like, look, look at all those yeah. pianos, guitars, and shit around here. Like, <laughs> like what? I'm, oh, this is nuts. Great. This is great though. Yeah. yeah it's nice. Some I, do. I just need to sit down. I'm yeah. Like, no, you sit down. Yeah, and then I'll sit down. Yeah, yeah I, I've I've been telling myself to slow down a lot recently. Okay. Because like I said, I have a lot of shit on the go, and yeah, I, I like and now it's to the point where I will say it out loud to myself mm-hmm. like when I'm home in my apartment alone. Yeah. Just be like slow down. It's always, it's, always, it's always that that kind of way of like a like a soft whisper to myself. <laughs> slow down. I don't know what it is. I think, but it's it's you know the the upside is that out of that like nervous energy you get all these things that make you feel so good you know sure. you get all this music you get yeah. whatever else you're into like creatively speaking it, you, there's, a, there's a lot to like fucking it's a pretty cheesy way to say it but there's a lot there to like nurture your soul you know sure yeah yeah Incredible. So what's uh? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Wow. Slow down. Slow down. <laughs> but it is important to know, like, that not every fucking day of your life has to be the busiest, most productive, best day of your life. Sure. It's I'm, just a day in yeah, your life. You I'm know? on the opposite of that right now. Where I'm yeah. like, do stuff right now. Yeah. Go. But again, you know, in the winter time, it's good to do that. Um, it's good to push yourself. Like in a Canadian winter, yeah, to be we're in the thick productive. Of it right we're now. in the fucking thick of it for sure. <laughs> yeah, but it's good to push yourself to can you you know continue to be productive because that's when you can really slip into something deeper than just like 
a few days of not playing a song, or mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like it, it can it can get even sure, deeper. sure. It's like oh, what have I done this week? Nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fucking need that vitamin D, dude. Yes, yeah, gotta get it. That's it. Gotta get it. You're not gonna get it around here. <laughs> oh, fuck <laughs> move somewhere else for that vitamin D. God damn it. Um, so what's up for you guys next? What's happening? Um, we got a bunch of stuff. Like stuff. we got a bunch of you know tour dates coming up. Uh, going to Halifax. Oh yeah. For the first time in a while, we're gonna go to Europe a couple times this year. Oh, One of them's with Hot Water Music. Actually, I think both of them are with Hot Water Music. So I'll rip Snap. double Dewey on those. <laughs> Snap. I'll have to look yeah. for a time to get over to Europe, dude. And then yeah, we're doing um, doing a bunch of cool stuff. We were um, we're uh, asked to join the Gaslight Anthem on their tenth anniversary shows. Oh of, fucking right, uh, Fifty Nine Sound. Yeah, right. In Europe, and that'll be that'll be wild. We played shows with those dudes. Before this, this must have been a couple months before they recorded that record. Mm-hmm. We played some shows with them in the south, and they're like known at these shows. You know, there's yeah, like right. two shows in like weird South Florida towns. I think we played the Milestone in North Carolina, and uh, they were really fun. Yeah. Uh, and we had a, a lot of you know good times getting to know those guys. And then a couple months later, we were out on the west coast and we and we saw them they came to a show we played and they were just about to record that record they were like doing pre-production for that record mm-hmm. and you know like their first record sink or swim we all loved and then like but no one could have ever known no. that that record the was going to come was... out and you know talking to them it was just like talking to any other band like that's mm-hmm. fired up about their new record you know what mm-hmm. i mean there were no delusions of grandeur there were no there were none of these things you know they were just kind of uh, you know, no one was like frothing, you know, to like really like this is the one. You know, it, it wasn't that. They were just like, yeah, it's gonna be fun. You yeah. know, like so, so mellow about it and so cool. Um, and then fucking look what happens, yeah. man! Like I couldn't believe it. Huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that'll be cool. That's fun. It's just a lot of stuff on the road. Yeah. You know? Um, I mean, that record came out about just under, just under a year ago. So we typically take our like our time working sure. on music and. Yeah. writing and stuff so yeah. it, it, we usually need this kind of time like at home to really fully put something you know together mm-hmm. a fully formed thought does not really occur in our band musically speaking until we're home and can really sink our teeth into it oh, that, and that's what happens you'll, yeah. you'll, you'll like allocate some time to kind yeah, of get together much. like all the while knowing yeah all the while knowing that people are coming up with ideas and like kind of you know mm-hmm. things are accumulating uh, yeah. but at the same time we need yeah we need to wait to really have that chunk to really like leaf through it you know what I mean sure. and like wade into the deep end with it yeah right. kind of yeah there's a whole I mean there's every I think every band's got a process and ours is waiting a long time between records <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> I think maybe probably like you know could be because we spent a lot of time on the road Fair. but every band does now you know what I mean so it's not even like an excuse anymore it was yeah, an excuse really. for us like six years ago but when it comes to writing it's coming from different guys like it's, are you all throwing things in yeah something interesting happened uh, the last time we got together to make a record which was Inviting Light was it had been kind of changing here and there record to record as far as like you know like The Great Awake for instance we pretty much wrote every bar every note of that record in a room together you mm-hmm. know uh, and then we start hitting the road a lot and you get a little more scatterbrained and then you know you start kind of like you can find a little bit of time here and there on the road to work on an idea, but not really as a band, you know? Sure. So everyone's kind of going off, like splintering off and doing their own thing and then bringing these ideas to the table. Mm-hmm. And then there'd be inevitably, you know, some songs that I would kind of bring, being the guy who was writing the lyrics and the melodies and stuff, I would bring to the table kind of fully formed. And everyone, you know, when it went through the process of us jamming as a band, everyone would leave their mark on it, things would change and be altered and stuff like that. Um, some more than others, 
Um, and then, um, actually, hang on, not for Inviting Light, for two, two records ago for Dead Language. Sorry. Okay. John, our bass player, John, started bringing like, his own fully formed songs to the table. Nice. And it was cool because we were in, in a way, kind of deep into, there was our, that was our fourth record. Mm-hmm. You know? And at this point, if there was ever a fully formed song uh, being brought to the table, it was inevitably me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then now there's this inc- entirely other side of the coin. There's this other energy. John and I are much different people and write very differently as well. Mm-hmm. But it still was something that we could, we could get together in a room and jam and it still sounded like us. Yeah, you know? right. And it was really, really exciting. And he felt great about it. And we felt great about it. And it was really cool. Um, and then, but I would still write the lyrics and the melody, mm-hmm. you know, for those dead language songs. And then on Inviting Light, I, th- I think it, it really showed him that, you know, he could, he could do even more. So he, for Inviting Light, brought fully formed songs to the table, including lyrics and melody. Oh, right. And that was really cool. Right on. Because it's, yeah, you know what I mean? It's not that I was like looking for like, it's like, oh, I'm tired of writing these songs. Like, it's not that. <laughs> right, every song I write, like, just... like, I love it. Of course. And there's been a lot of songs throughout our career that we've written together and, and all this. But it was, it was really cool to, I mean, it was strange at first, admittedly, but it was really cool to, uh, to sing the lyrics and the melody that mm-hmm. someone else wrote. I'd never done that before in this band. Yeah. Other than a fucking cover song. You know what I mean? Like, sure. that was really cool, man. And it's, I've known this dude since I was seven years old, you know? And just, like, it's so interesting, like, reading lyrics, and you don't know what it's about. You could ask him, and he could tell you. Mm-hmm. But even in that moment, it'll mean something maybe differently to him than it did yeah, like, while oh, he was writing it, you know? Yeah, or even, like, the way you might, you like, oh, because I take it this way. Exactly. Yeah. What about yeah, that? The other thing, the, is... the perspective is different. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it was really exciting. And then, so that record, we, I mean, aside from, I guess working on songs that we then, you know, like I said, like then later realized were stylistically pretty different. There was all these other kind of just like the, the like uh, changes to the process, right? which was really cool. You know, we also like lost our longtime jam space of like almost 10 years. Oh yeah, where was that um, at? It was in Etobicoke. It was, so Paul's, Paul's parents had like, have a produce company. Okay. So we were jamming in, in like the warehouse. No uh, way. Yeah, it was like Kipling in the Queensway. Okay. And dude, we jammed there for, I think it was nine years, like, fucking rent free late at night so oh. awesome dude oh. it was wicked like we you know oh. they 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 carved this midnight the cap is like oh, so was, unrealistic for me it was it was fucking awesome dude like <laughs> like uh they carpeted the room for us eventually they realized we we're like smoking a lot in there so they oh, put yeah. a little vent in the ceiling for us <laughs> all that stuff. Like, it was awesome and they took really good care of us in there yeah and uh but then they moved the company you know to mississauga and it was too far for us to go jam mm-hmm. and uh, so we, you know, went to Geary Rehearsal Factory and did like hourly rooms. Yeah, for a while, which was fun, but it was a pain in the ass because I mean, like that's a great building and the to people get that there. Work yeah, sick, I, I, was, I, I was there for like, like six years. Yeah, yeah, I, I just like it's great to be in the city and be able to do that and, and not have to go all the way out to Etobicoke to do it, like mm-hmm. far west end Toronto. But we weren't used to, to like watching the clock, you know. Mm-hmm. So we were we were going to our stores unit to pick up shit, going to Geary. Checking into the hourly room that we'd like days before, you know, scheduled. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we'd set up our stuff, play, and then the first time we did this, like we like we hear the door open at ten o'clock, and it's the band that has the room after us. And we're like, mm-hmm. oh fuck! Like <laughs> we forgot that we only have this room for three hours because we just were so unaccustomed. It was yeah, we're so unaccustomed to just like what like you know we didn't have to watch the clock at the other place. We mm-hmm. could just do what we wanted to do. 
And uh, that was that sucked. We felt so bad about that. But I think we offered to pay for like part of their hour that we like ate up. Oh, that's nice of you. I don't think they took it. They were they were very cool about it. Yeah. Uh, but maybe we didn't try that hard to <laughs> offer the money. I don't know. <laughs> like send it past them. Like yeah, 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 we can like pay for a bit of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Trail off a little. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, but that was a weird thing. But so there was all this like kind of like that was a change in the process. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It wasn't as comfortable. It forced us to be a little more. Uh, trusting in ourselves and like like go, like go with your gut not like first idea best idea kind of thing mm-hmm. we still took the time to go through all the stuff just kind of like maybe but uh, it was, to, you'd be more willing to see things through yeah yeah yeah, yeah. more than just yeah. kind of being like it was kind of and at this point you know this was us working on our fifth record and these mm-hmm. were people that have played music together at this point for and at that point it would have been for 11 years because this record took a while to make uh, but you know it was you know, you know what you want out of it, and you know what makes you feel good, and you kind of can anticipate like what, like how other people are gonna like play this particular part as an example, or you know sure. like how like where things could go with this part because mm-hmm. you've just played together for so long. Right. So, it was it was definitely still a really fun process, but it was it was kind of fragmented, you know. So we we were forced to like go with our gut on stuff, okay. which was cool. Yeah. Um, well, it didn't work out. You know, but then we got we finally like got a space. In Etobicoke again, <laughs> like a more you know like uh, permanent spot, and then the the that level of, I mean it's pretty counterintuitive to like you know, it's contradictory to what I said earlier. You never want to get too comfortable, but you at least want to have a place where you can just leave your shit. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> you know? absolutely. So we were comfortable in that respect that we finally had a place we could just like leave our shit, cruise in, and just fucking see what happens. That's you know? awesome. Yeah, yeah. Chris, this has been great, man. Thank you. Yeah, dude. Thanks for, <laughs> having, thanks for coming, man. Thanks for having me. That's like Yeah, dude. Boom. Thanks a lot. See you, dude. Indoors by the Flatliners.
everything Flatliners, check out theflatliners.com. To check out Chris's podcast, Carry the Banner, just type that shit in. Carry the Banner, wherever you get your podcasts. You should go ahead and do yourself a favor and listen to Spoils of Youth by Teenage Kicks. It's a great record. Thanks for listening, and you can get at us at transcanadamusic at gmail.com.